Welcome again to Below Average Gaming. I'm Josh, and I'm here with Michael, who judges my weekend alcoholism. Uh, how, how's it going, buddy? I don't judge anything. <laughs> Why? There's you... no judgment, just a statement. <laughs> just a statement. Like, I know you don't during the week, but, like, if you just, like, take all that weekend stuff and spread it out. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, you, I didn't even know that during the week was a feature, and you tried to blame me for you opening up another beer. I'm not taking that shit. <laughs> I need two to deal with both the issues I've had to deal with today. <laughs> One drink per issue. <laughs> well, how how you doing, Michael? What have you been up to this last week? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Uh, this week's been, like, kind of hectic. Hades came out, which was, like, super sweet. Been jamming that game. I played it, like, super early. In development, right when it, like, went into early access. And then, like, dropped it. I don't really remember why. But full release has been, like, a ton of fun. Game seems to have everything going for it right now. Played a little bit more 3D collection. Yeah, how, how has the Mario 3D collection been? Has it been wonderful? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm playing them in the order that leaves the best game for last. So I've played 64, and... The controls in that game makes me want to throw my Switch off a cliff, but the game itself is good, and now I've, like, just barely started Sunshine. Okay, so, speaking of 64, you had mentioned to me there's something missing from that game because of the addition that it's in? There's multiple things missing from that game. They took out, like, the Bowser line, you know, like, the infamous 64 Bowser line. Which one's that? So Long Gay Bowser. Really? They... It's not in the game. He doesn't have a line for when he throws Bowser at the end of the game and, like, kills Bowser. In the past, in, like, in the original version, he said so long. It's so long King Bowser, but the accent makes it sound like so long gay Bowser. And that's out, as well as, like, the addition doesn't have BLJs in it, which is a, like, speedrunning trick for that game. So the most common, like one of the most common speedrunning categories for 64 isn't possible on the version in 3D. So for the people that don't know, what is a BLJ? Uh, So a BLJ is a backwards long jump. And I'm not super familiar with it. It's like not one of the speedruns I've watched a ton of. But basically through like, you could trick the game into allowing you to long jump backwards, I believe is the idea of it. And you can use it to clip through some walls and get to the final boss a lot quicker. So it's like the common route for the any percent of the game, I'm pretty sure. I could be completely wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's not going to affect me playing the game, but I don't see the purpose of not having it in the game because it's a glitch that's like, like you can't recreate it in a casual setting. You have to know how to do it. Yeah, it makes sense. There's no reason to take something out of the game or release a version of the game that doesn't have a common speedrunning trick in it. That probably pisses some people off. Yeah, especially when the player base of that game is massively speedrunners. Yeah. Like, that's where the game got its acclaim from in a lot in a lot of senses. Yeah, it seems like a huge oversight on whoever released that version, but it's also Nintendo. Huge oversight's pretty common. What are you going to do, you know? I mean, like, you, you, you seem to have uh, made a decision with Nintendo and seem to be pretty happy with it so far. Yeah, well, you know, my big thing is just being honest on this. And I put my money where my mouth is, and I bought a Switch. I pulled the trigger, and we had the Nintendo Switch, and I didn't order a PS5. 
So take that, Sony. Maybe, you know, don't botch your entire pre-order process and maybe have a couple games out. Holy crap. No? No? No. Nah? Nah? nah. That ain't them. <laughs> that ain't them. <laughs> no, the, the Switch has been sweet. We just went out. We bought, like, a second Joy-Con. We bought a couple of games, and it's still cheaper than the PS5 would have been. So, no, it's been good. So, so far, I've got Mario Odyssey. I got Pokemon Shield, which I know that you love so much. You love Pokemon Shield, right? Tell me how much you love it. it the the new Switch Pokemon games, they're they're so good and didn't butcher the franchise in the slightest. They turned them onto easy mode, which me and my boomer self, who hasn't played Pokemon in a while, is enjoying just relaxing, just playing nice little Pokemon game. I like it. I like it when you take one of the easiest games on the market and then release another set of them and you have to describe those as easy mode. Fair. I have one shot every single gym leader's Pokemon so far. A gym leader has not dealt damage to my Pokemon yet. I will admit that. For some reason, walking around in the wild is way more dangerous than a gym leader is. Mm-hmm. Which is a little funny, but they're they're fun games though, right? I didn't buy it to be challenged. I bought it because I wanted to like play for fun and just relax, which was like nice, nice. Yeah, there's just too many games on my list of games that I want to play for fun and chill out with. That uh, Pokemon doesn't make the cut. Pokemon always makes the cut, and now now I'm like taking all like the first gen Pokemon and putting them on my team. I got Growlithe with me. I got Rhyhorn. I don't need none of those. I uninstalled Sword and Sh- I literally uninstalled Sword and Shield and went back and played Emerald again when I started that game because Emerald's better. Yeah, maybe I should just play Emerald. I don't think I actually beat that game ever. I mean, if you've beat one of the three, then it's the same. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, yeah, no. And then we have Odyssey, and Odyssey's Odyssey's interesting. And I know you really like Odyssey, and everyone really likes Odyssey. So, I wanted to... And one of us is going to be wrong in this conversation. No, it. it's, it's not that the, it's not a bad game at all. It's a great game. Like, I've had a lot of fun playing the game. I do question how much of a Mario game this is. It just, it feels a little funny to play. And this is why I said I wanted to talk about Mario this week. It almost kind of feels like something like sunshine which like i've looked into a little bit because the collection came out where sunshine like like the main mechanic of that game is using the the water sprayer right the little water gun you have on you okay the hat being able to kill enemies in odyssey makes jumping on enemies kind of disappear which i really like about mario it feels a little weird to have that mechanic be so much less important while playing odyssey i mean like Mario has gone away from the simplicity of the game very much, like, even not just in the nature of Odyssey, but even Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2 have very much gone away from uh, jumping on enemies, whereas Galaxy, you could spin, and that became your primary method for fighting things. Obviously, in um, in Sunshine, you had the spray nozzle, and that became the primary method that that game was based around, and even even if you go all the way back to 64, you could punch in 64, because you have, like, the 3D metric of the game, you have to change the mechanics. And Mario, even the 2D Mario games, things like um, things like Maker and the reboots of the Mario Bros, like uh, New Mario Bros U and that kind of stuff, 
all of them have these new power-ups and new mechanics and everything like that. And it's just become very prevalent because, and I think the big reason for that is you don't need games to be the simplicity that you needed in the Mario era. In like the original Mario Bros. And in something like World. And even in World, a big chunk of that game revolved around like Fire Flower and Cape. And with both of those, jumping on enemies becomes less relevant regardless. Yeah, that's true. And it's just, it's an interesting thing that I figured this design choice in Mario would be interesting to talk about. Because I really like the hat. Like that game's fun. Like I really do like the hat. It does feel a little less Mario-y, but I also didn't play the Galaxy games, which is like a gap, have you played, right? Have you played Sunshine in 64? I played 64 when it was new, and that's the main time I played it, So, because, you know, I'm old as hell. Yeah, but the, the my point with that is just, I think that traditionally the 3D Mario games have just strayed from that what you're thinking of as like traditional Mario where you jump on enemies heads. I think that's just been a lot less prevalent in all of them. Even in, even in like 64, the Bowser fights, you don't jump on his head at all. It's just not a mechanic with the Bowser. Yeah. Fights. You like grab his tail, right? If I yeah. Correctly. You have to, you have to grab his tail and then spin him around and throw him. Yeah. Yeah. No, so far though, Odyssey's felt cool because I, I really dug the, the first, the sand level you get into which is like the first major world because they really made a good joke out of making it cold and there's ice everywhere in the sand level and i found like that was a really funny joke about how everyone hates desert levels and ice levels and they just made them the same thing like i feel like there were some meta things going on there with we made the desert ice level and it's just like both things that people always complain about in games. And I found that really funny. That mixing the two together actually made that world really fun. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think I think the one thing you'll notice as this game goes on is I think they fixed the desert level problem. I don't think that you had the same the like in Mario games, the the two big ones are usually desert levels and water levels. And I think they fixed the desert level problem. I think that Especially when you compare it back to something like 64. I think the desert level in 64 may be the worst level in that game. Just from like a perspective, like a gameplay perspective and an enjoyment perspective. And I think they fixed that with Odyssey. I think the desert level doesn't have the same issues that desert levels traditionally do in games like that. They didn't fix water levels. They didn't? I don't think. No. Yeah. I, I, they're better... But I would still think that the water mechanics are the worst thing about that game. Yeah, like, I saw that there was an option. I think it's, like, the water in a forest level. And I was just like, hell no to the water level. I'm going to go in this nice little forest for now. And I do agree, though. Like, the desert level, that level was really fun. There's a good level of verticality to it. Whenever I thought there was a secret somewhere, I f it was there. Which I was really impressed by how well Odyssey made secrets accessible towards like yes this makes sense that there should be a thing there like my controller was vibrating and i never had a uh like there's like a small like tutorial kind of section where they'd kind of tell you about it and i didn't have it yet and i still found a moon because it was like hey my controller is vibrating that's weird and then i started doing my gamer thing of like let's try doing everything i can right here and then i did the uh ground bound and i was like oh there's a moon out of the ground i'm like love it love it the game 
did something in a way that I could figure it out by myself and not have to look anything up. And so far, I haven't had to, like, really look anything up on any of the moons so far. There are a few, though. I have no idea how to get to the really high platforms. I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to yeah, figure it out. I, I'm going to try and go spoiler-free for this just because I don't want to spoil it for your, you or anyone who hasn't played it. Um, that game... So I, I didn't go to full 999 because I didn't feel like farming the last coins. The game only has 880 unique moons. So there are 880 moons will be your moon counter after collecting every moon one time. You can buy shop moons multiple times. Yeah, which is weird. So you can buy an additional 119 moons... To, like, max out your counter. And I just didn't bother because I had no interest in maxing out the counter because farming coins is awful. But I did my full 880 moons without looking anything up. Because they give you a mechanic in the game to do that. That's really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. At the end of the game, when you start, like, actually trying to complete off kingdoms, when you just have a couple moons left, there's actually a NPC that gives you hints as to what you need to do for moons. And doesn't like doesn't actually tell you what to do, but the the I believe what it is is the NPC will give you the name of the moon, and then you have to use the name of the moon to figure out what you have to do with it. That explains why the moon names are so descriptive. Whenever you get one, that's really cool. See, like that's a thing that's not really spoilerish. It's just kind of like a cool idea, though, to do that in a game. Yeah, for sure. That's sweet. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So, and now you you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Um, with that, you also, when you do beat the game, you go back to every kingdom and there are new challenges to do. Ooh. So there's additional challenges that show up after you've beat the game. So realistically then, for someone first playing the game, I should just like focus on like, quote unquote, beating the game and rolling credits. No, no, it doesn't really matter. You I you will have to on a first playthrough you will have to go back and forth to kingdoms uh, like a hundred times so you're not gonna make it any faster by beelining the game once. Oh okay, that's good to know. Yeah no, so far so far that's been really good. The game the game's done a really good job just being fun. The kind of weird stuff you can do with the hat and all the like little abilities you have is really cool, and the possession mechanic is beautiful. I love it. It's just really fun because it kind of changes up the game a little bit. And there's like the mounts that you get in the um, desert level, like the little lion guy. They're running around everywhere and there's like little areas you can get to. And just organically figuring out how to like break the shiny cactuses and everything is really cool. So far, it feels like the game wants you to play it and figure everything out. It's not like the game's playing against you. The game's just like, here we are. Have fun. Yeah. And I think I think the really big thing that sets that apart, because I think it is the best 3D Mario game, and I think it's due to not just how the possession mechanic works, but also the way in which Cappy in affects your movement. The movement in that game is just so satisfying and so enjoyable to do because of how cap jumps work and because of like diving and all that stuff and additional things like that make the movement really interesting from both like a casual perspective and if you're into it more of like a speedrunning perspective if you do want to try and like maximize stuff like that there's some really cool stuff you can do. Yeah I imagine there's a level of complexity that comes to the movement in that game that I like haven't seen yet because I am still really early on. 
I think we have somewhere around 50-something Aldon, 50-something moons, but we really haven't gone that far past the Desert Kingdom, but I took a lot of time hanging out in there and figuring stuff out before we left, so. Well, like, one of the, one of the, in my opinion, what I think is the coolest speedrun category of that game is there's a couple people who do what's called minimum captures. And minimum captures is you actually possess the least possible things in the game to roll credits. And on the original version of the game, the minimum number of captures was three. That's, that's wild. You can get through that game only capturing three things. That's impressive. That That's, I think, the coolest speedrun for this game because it shows off all of the movement in the game and how absurd it gets. That's really exciting. I have something to look forward to then, you know? You know, I think the game's just done a good job of capturing my imagination and also just, like, my want for good, solid gameplay. And the camera's not awful, which is really rare for 3D Mario. I actually... I, I know you've said you've had a little bit of issue with the camera. I had none playing that game. I wonder if it might come at least in part due to two-player. Yeah, because we've been going off and on between one and two-player. I don't know how they managed to make that Cappy so much fun to play as. But I actually kind of like playing as the hat. It's like kind of fun. Which is rare to have like a two-player mechanic. Something like Knack on PS4 has a quote-unquote two-player mode in it but player one can basically kill player two whenever they feel like it but it's just running off somewhere binding of isaac has like a horrible two-player mechanic like but it's like it's worse to play with two people on binding of isaac and it's like a handicap it makes that game so much worse crappy phoned in two-player mechanics usually are awful for some reason in mario it's great like, I've never seen anything say there was a two-player mode until we booted the game up. And I'm like, what's two-player? And we tried it. I'm like, oh, you get to be the hat? Which, by the way, I love Cappy. And I love how quick that game just, like, made Cappy a thing. Like, the intro of that game was just like, here, here's Cap World. Look, there's hats everywhere. Hats are sentient. It possessed your hat to fix it. Look, you have Cappy with you. Go play. Go play. It's that they really just tried to shorten it, but I was so in for it. It felt almost like a like a Pixar or Disney kind of movie thing, where they just like really wrap you into like this universe very quickly, which I really appreciated. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's also something that the Mario games and 3D Mario games have always done pretty well from the get go, is they don't lock any abilities. Every Mario game, you could just do everything from the start. As soon as you launch a odyssey you like roll you or you like go over and you pick up cappy and then you you have all the motion like all of your movements the exact same as it will be the rest of the game i know when i played that game the first time i literally just like stood in cap kingdom kingdom and like jumped around and fiddled around with the jump mechanics and how to like dive onto cappy and all that stuff and literally just probably spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out what i could do with it yeah i think we could definitely spend a little more time moving around I know that it is fun because you can, uh, with two people, jumping off the cap can get really fun. Like trying to actually like do it a couple times in a row. And I'm wondering if that's something you can do with one person. Like if you're allowed to jump off the hat, throw the hat back out, and um, 
jump back on it and again as I attack my setup here because that's how excited I am. I just like attacked my my mic. I was just like, die. Yeah, this game's so great. <laughs> the, the main mechanic of it when you play in like single player is you can jump, throw the cap out, then dive onto it. And the way that the game works is you get one cap jump, quote unquote, um, per time leaving the ground. So once you've jumped off Cappy, you can't jump off Cappy again until you actually land and stand on something. So Cappy isn't an infinite platform. No, Cappy is I, not an infinite platform. I was platform. wondering if there's a way to fudge that or not, and knowing that there isn't is actually going to probably save me a lot of time in that game. You, you can't even fudge it in two-player mode. Interesting. Two-player mode is the same way you still can't fudge it. Huh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. With two-player mode, because of the way the jump mechanic works, you can actually jump higher in two-player mode and you can do some different things. Because you don't have to do a dive to hit Cappy again. Because you can just... If the first player jumps, the second player can just jump them again. And that actually gets higher. Oh, interesting. Than you can in single-player. So there's a little bit of motion, which is also, if you go back to speedrunning, some speedruns have to be done in two-player mode. That's really cool. So some people have taught themselves to play two-player mode as one person for the purpose of speedrunning. Two-player mode as one person? You mean, like, they're holding... I can't even... Hands and feet is generally the way people do it. Hands and feet. Hands and feet. That that That's beyond me. That's incredible. I've heard legend <laughs> of a man who uh, could play video games with his feet. It was uh, Goldeneye with his feet, and he would just, like, beat people playing with his feet and the idea of playing a game as two different characters one with your feet just blows my mind people are insane back back uh back when we used to play a ton of rock band in my family uh there came a point where i was forced to play guitar in rock band with my feet because they got bored of watching me succeed on expert because the rest of my family isn't the greatest at video games you should have phil collins did you take the mic you put it at the drum set and just do vocals and drumming at the same time. You could be Phil Collins. Bring <clears throat> Genesis back, man. Land the confusion all up in there. Oh, I've done I've done a lot of experimental things on the uh, rock band setup. Like, mic plus guitar. We used to have, uh, like, an inversion table in our basement. Um, so, like, it's a table that you're supposed to, like, you can realign your back with it, but you can flip upside down. So I've played guitar upside down, rock band. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, the hardest thing was left-handed guitar without flipping the screen i think that was the hardest thing to do in that that's you have to like transpose the screen actively in your mind and it's the way that's not natural to me because i'm playing the guitar the opposite way you know when i first really got into guitar (laughs) hero it's like a tutorial two so when three came out i remember drinking 36 fantas with my buddy and playing the entirety of the like initial campaign of, like, Kyotaro 3 all the way through in one sitting. And just drinking 36 oh, yeah. Fantas. <laughs> I, someone really needs to start making, like, custom Guitar Hero guitars so you can still acquire and play that game. Since the game and, like, both Rock Band and Guitar Hero are, like, totally discontinued at this point And there's no official stuff being developed. Yeah, I would love to play those games again. It's so much fun. Right, like the, the like my the the guitar I have for Guitar Hero is just broken. And if I could purchase two online, 
for like reasonable price but not just like used actual guitar ones but someone was like creating them and selling them i would be so in for that that would be so sweet we're gonna get we're gonna call nintendo get them to do it we can have mario rock band or guitar hero so you could like Ooh. bowser on drums man that's all i want bowser on drums <laughs> Man, that would actually be really sweet. <laughs> I feel like you can put absolutely anything in front of your rock band game, and the only thing that matters is what music is on it. That is very true. Like, LEGO Rock Band's actually just the best game in that series, just because it has the most, like, fun song list on it. I really appreciated Rock Band addressing the uh, heavy metal down to, like, death metal genre at one point, where they put, like... Some real heavy stuff like Whitechapel and Block Dahlia Murder on there. I really appreciated that. <laughs> we don't get a lot of love in our video games sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, Mario is recapturing fun for me like that a little bit. And so, same thing with Pokemon, you know? And I think that's where this Switch is going to excel. And even, too, uh, the other big thing I didn't realize is how good Switch's online function is when it comes to... The NES and SNES games you get. And like, once again, why do I want a new system when you give me all these games that are timeless? Like, Super Mario World does not need to be changed, remastered, or anything, and it's on there, which is insane value. Like, I know we're going to go back and play that entire game all the way through. I've been playing that game since, you know, it was like five years old. And I still haven't stopped loving that game. All the levels that involve the cape just hit me right in the nostalgia. And I love it so much. I don't know. Like, have you like gone through those SNES and NES libraries on there before? Um, I haven't played all of them on Switch, but I've played most of them on these. Uh, oh, the old, the old school consoles, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like... The amount of value there, too, especially for anybody that has, like, a family. Like, we're sitting there thinking about it, I'm like, wow, like, grandparents come over. Come see their, like, granddaughter or whatever. And it's like, hey, here's some games from when, like, you guys were younger and young. And, like, seeing these games come out and here they are. And then people now can be like, these games are still amazing. Like, some of these games stand up. There's nothing you would change about, like, World. Like, why would you change anything about Super Mario World? Game's perfect. Like, uh, well, you you can you can aggressively mod the game to make harder levels, and that's sweet. I know that you're a masochist, but not everyone else is a masochist, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it it's just so nice. I don't know. Like the Switch has just been a very very big beacon of fun for me, and with my work, and with everything else going on in the world just like having fun to me is so much more important than like haptic feedback and feeling gravel is or like getting the new xbox console and then you know not having any new exclusive games coming out for who knows how long yeah and like yeah i i'm still unsure on whether or not i'm getting a playstation and for me, the thing is, I I know I'm getting one at some point. Like, I'm not going to go through this entire... Unless game... The only way I wouldn't be getting a PlayStation, like, 
or a new console full stop is if every exclusive game is just coming on release to PC. Which I don't think is going to happen. And so, like, I will I will buy a, a PlayStation to play God of War and Horizon six months early. If that's what that means. And I'm okay with that. But so now the question for me is just if I do want to buy it on release or delay until those games are actually coming out next year. Because I'm not sure on that front. I just don't know. Yeah, and the problem is, too, is that, like, Horizon being on PS4 might have stopped me from buying the PS5 until, like, God of War comes out. Because, like, I don't want to track a PlayStation down with everything going on here. It's just, like, I don't want to, like, have to try to find one. Like, my my mental bandwidth only goes so far when I have kids and my manager at my work. We're doing this. Like, my mental bandwidth does not want to have to worry about waiting for it to be available and trying to click on the link right away it's like you know what that is not worth my time yeah i i don't think i don't think i'm interested enough in a playstation to fight with pre-orders if we get to a point where pre-orders are actually just up and it's easy i think there's a good chance i'll have one on release yeah it's like if i open amazon on my phone to order stuff for the house and I check PlayStation when I do that, though. You know, I check the CPS5. Is there one on Amazon? If it's not there when I check, I am not going to bother. Yep. I can't be spending like a yeah. month and a half trying to find one. Yeah, and I, I think I'm in the same position right now. We're just, I'm not going to go out of my way to get one. But there's a good chance I might pick, like, I might wind up having one on release if the whole pre-order gets resolved. Yeah, if it gets resolved, like, I'll probably end up having one too, but I'm just waiting for it to not be so inconvenient to the customer. Where, like, I just went and got my Switch and, like, got my games for less price, and I am more than happy playing my Pokemon game and, you know, playing my Growlithe and my Rhyhorn, man. That's all I need. <laughs> Growlithe and Rhyhorn. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it, I think it'll be really interesting to see how stuff shapes up. But like right now, looking at it, I don't see, a, like I don't see if you're buying one console, a PS5 or an Xbox Series X being better than a Switch right now. Yeah, and I'm just one of those guys that just didn't have one, wasn't planning on getting one, was waiting, 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 waiting. I'm like, I know there's supposed to be possibly a new Switch coming out that's upgraded. I would rather buy a Switch now get an upgraded Switch later, and have three Switches in this house between the light and two and a regular Switch and the new Switch than screw around trying to get a PlayStation 5. It's just not worth it. And even with the Xbox, too, I was looking at it, I'm like, do I want the digital one there? I'm like, I just didn't even want that because it's, it's underpowered compared to my PC. I think what I ended up doing is getting a couple Xbox controllers, hooking my PC up to my TV in some way, and just playing Game Pass through my PC through the TV. Yeah. That's totally fair. And just getting my value that way. Especially because, like, I want to get back into playing Halo. I would actually really like to play that franchise front to back. So I really do like Halo. And then they delayed it. So I'm like, oh, okay, now I don't, like, care about Xbox either anymore, you know? And it's, it's, it's tough. Because... Big Sony guy that doesn't care about getting your console anymore. If you can't hit your target market, like that's really bad. Well, it's also just like, 
I'm not someone who has a massive amount of commitment to either console, but I am someone that just has a ton of disposable income and likes gaming. If neither of you are getting me to buy a console on release, it's probably not great. Yeah, like you replaced your headphones. How much were those? We're not going to talk about it. Was it as much as a uh, new console or just a little below? I could have bought a Switch for this price. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just like, guy who buys headphones that are more than Switch. Not to mention, I'm still acquiring Magic cards. You're still acquiring Magic cards? Yeah, I literally haven't played Magic in months, and I'm still buying foils. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, I have the disposable income. If you aren't able to interest me in buying your console, you need to take a look at what's going on. Okay, Magic Boy. What what was the last couple things you bought? We're we're doing this now. Um, I bought, so I bought a couple of cards for Cube. Uh, I bought, I pack ward like 300 bucks worth of, uh, what was the master set? A double masters? Double masters. I pack ward like 300 bucks of double masters. I bought one of the, uh, foil full art fatal push box topper things from double masters. And I'm eyeing a foil Expedition Polluted Delta from Zendikar Rising right now. I'm not going to ask you how much that is. I'm just going to assume it's too much and then tell you to go buy it. Do you want to ask me how much, is, uh, how much is in this box that's sitting next to me? I don't want to know. I've, I've, got the, I've got the magic cube in my house and it makes me a little nervous every single time I look at it. <laughs> that thing also like aggressively spiked in price. Oh, yes. When they announced that there was going to be a format that every card in that cube was legal and probably good in. Yeah, this is real nice. That was like a really good week, watching your cube double to triple in price in a week. Get that money. That was hot. Get that money. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's just, that's my point of like, I am someone who is willing to spend money on games. And if you're like releases that lackluster that i'm not interested it's like not great yeah it's like our i feel like our stance from both of us is still like don't bother if it's going to inconvenience you and if you're not if you're not willing to pay 700 dollars to play ratchet and clank then why bother you know and i'm not willing to pay 700 dollars to buy ratchet and clank what about $700 to buy Ratchet and Clank, and then you get God of War for only, like, 80 next year? Ah. Uh, no, you got me now. Now I'm going to think about this for a second. God of War is probably going to be pretty good. You know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, God of War is on PlayStation 4, and then we're all just going to go and just cry in a corner somewhere. <laughs> like, have- If they... If they release God of War to PlayStation 4 and do absolutely nothing with the new hardware they have access to, uh, I will drop Sony like a rock and become a Microsoft fanboy. (laughs) Drop it like my parents dropped me. (laughs) For no other reason than that just pisses me off. That's the thing too is like Spider-Man is also on PlayStation 4. So it's just like I don't trust anything anymore. It's all a sack of lies. (laughs) Nothing is real. Nothing is next gen. But Pokemon is great, so who cares? So, what's next on your list for Switch games, then? You have Odyssey and Pokemon. Do you know what you're playing after that? Yes. Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. This was not planned, but I'm excited. And 
on what is it Wednesday? I think it is this week. Wednesday. Wednesday this week. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on Switch, and I'm gonna play that game and relax. I'm gonna take a minute and I'm just gonna relax. I'm gonna enjoy every second of that game, front to back. I want a hundred percent that game. I'm gonna hundred percent Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna take the two hundred hours. You're, you're you're aware of what hundred percenting that game entails, oh, right? Several hundred hours and the um, what is it? The is it the seeds the guy the guy wants that you find the the the, the Koroks are the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Do, do you know how many of them there what, are? Like a thousand. Yes, I'm in. Do you know how? Like, have you seen how egregiously they're hidden? I I have. I'm in. Let's do this. I okay okay. I will bet you a hundred bucks you don't finish it. Hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Hundred bucks. Timestamp. Okay, I've got the timestamp in my head. Okay. <laughs> Hundo that I don't finish it. So so where are we going? You got yes. you gonna buy me a nice steak? You can tell me I'm sure. You can tell me I'm if pretty. If you finish it, come buy you a nice steak. Let's go. Buy me a nice steak. Tell me I'm pretty. You know, I want you to hold my hand a little bit though. Okay, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Just, just, just a little. Give me a little tease. <laughs> no, I just like, like I, I, I know you finished Hollow Knight, so you think that you can just tackle anything. It's not that finishing that game is hard. It's that finishing that finishing that game is awful. Well, you see, if I just like surrender my will to live and sleep instead of four hours for two hours a day, I will be in the proper mental state to do that game. So it'll be fine. I think the big thing I want to do when I go play that game is not walk by the tutorial and know there's a block button before I do two of the uh, beasts. You know, I want to know that I can block before that and how to do it properly and deflecting things. Because I know you could deflect things until 15 hours into that game. Oh yeah, the, the parry mechanic of that game is not well balanced. It'd be, and it, you know, if you know it's there, I imagine it's very handy. You know, but for those of us who were just like embracing the fact that it's an open world and just like walked around the tutorial for Perry, you know, it made the game a lot harder. The game, it was like okay. playing Dark Souls. I know you, I know you missed the tutorial. The game instructs you to walk up a hill and then shows you the shrine. And it's like a very big sign of like, yo, go in here. Spooky cave is spook. I cannot be bothered with spooky cave. <laughs> Because there was something shiny off in the distance that the game put in there. They tantalized me. <laughs> it was all a trap. <laughs> uh, another game you can jam on Switch if you want to is uh, Baba. Ooh, Baba is you. Yes. Or I can play Hollow Knight all the way through again and uh, full complete it. Right? Pantheon on Switch. Let's go. Why? Because that game made me feel things. Things. Why not just play it on PS4 again? Because then I can support them, so they'll get Silk Song out faster. If they have more money, maybe the game will come out faster. <laughs> Steel Soul, 100%. Do it, you won't. Just just 100%? No, 112. Steel Soul, 100%. Oh, I'm not doing the Pantheon without dying. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I probably died a good 300 times to that freaking Pantheon. I am not doing that without dying. I'd rather gouge my eyes out with razor blades than do that. 
Yeah, no, I'm lo- I am looking forward to getting some more Switch games in. I know I'm not getting Animal Crossing. I know better than that. I that's not my kind of thing. So I've ruled that out. I do want to get every single Mario game. Don't don't cry for me not liking Animal Crossing. What? I'm crying because I want people to play it with. <sighs> okay, 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 okay. Tell you what. So I'll go. I'll go 100 Zelda in like what, like a month, and then we'll do Animal Crossing. There we go. I I mean, because I'll use your hundred dollars of- to get Animal Crossing. There's, like, so many other games in that genre that I would rather con you into playing. Yeah, like what? What, what, what? Stardew. Ooh, start. Oh, that's on Switch. That is on Switch. I have to buy it on Switch. I'm surprised you don't own it on Switch. I own it on PC. Why would I own it on Switch? I don't know. You know, you know what? Sometimes we buy games on multiple platforms. You know, like I own Borderlands, all three of them, on PlayStation and PC with all the DLC. I literally bought them on PS4 and PC on the I, same day. I only own Bastion and Transistor on five separate platforms. Do you have a... <laughs> Michael, you might have a problem. Do you need help? <laughs> nah. No? Your theme no. levels are fine? You're fine? <laughs> I mean, apart from being really tired from being up way too early to watch Worlds this morning. Oh, League, League Worlds. League Worlds. Ooh. You know, you know I think I think, then we gotta we gotta get into that soon. We can do a little special something for that, you know? Well, Michael, my dearest, dearest companion. Do you have anything else you want to put out there into the ether? No, I think that's it. Don't think there's anything else. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I wanted to talk some Odyssey. You know, now actually I've owned a Switch. I own a Switch now. I can't words today. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, so now actually I own a Switch. There's like a lot more possibility of games out there now because I have Game Pass, the PlayStation, and Switch. Like, I can just get anything now, which is nice. So... Looking forward to maybe, you know, expanding my horizons a little bit. I've been kind of in my little Sony box all too long. So, you looking forward to it? 4 a.m. tomorrow? Watch some League of Legends Worlds? I'll be up sometime around that time. I don't want to talk about it. Hell yeah. 4 a.m. every day for me, baby. Even on the weekends. I like a schedule when I wake up. I'm honestly, like, part of me wants to really screw my sleep schedule and just like set myself up to be sleeping from like six to or like seven till two every day right now Ooh, that's tempting that's tempting and just like totally mess up my schedule so i can watch most of world's live that's really tempting well we'll at least watch the vods together tomorrow morning at least you know (laughs) (laughs) of course of course well this is a reminder anybody out there that wants to check us out on twitter anyone that wants to leave a rating Ratings are nice. It would be nice to get out there some more. So if you actually want to, you know, pop in there. One, two, three, four, five. Just be honest. You know, feedback's a good thing. Everyone's just like, hey, five-star reviews all the time. It's like, you know what? If we're not five stars, then tell us we're not five. If we're honestly three or four, feedback helps us help you. Help us help you. Have a more enjoyable experience. Tell us why we suck. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're just like, man, that Josh guy just does not shut up sometimes tell us tell us what makes us below average come on yeah you know 
I've heard it enough times. Michael's heard it lots of times. Michael, why are you so below average? <laughs> well, for myself, Josh, and for the most below average of us all, Michael, hope you all have, you know, a good week. And just enjoy yourselves. Don't stress out too much. And goodbye.